y'all ain't doing shit. <laughs> get in here, get in here, get in here, best friends, to another episode of Two Save Queens. One of the few places in the pause fair where you can hear a conversation about politics, dick, and how to be your best self in 2021. I'm your host, Miss Malachi, and I'm joined by one of my best friends, Miss Devereaux. Hey, girl. hey girls. <laughs> hey, hey, how y'all doing? And this week, we're joined by a close friend of ours and a queen we've both known since we were wee baby gays. She's an entrepreneur, a lifestyle and business influencer, a queen who's been featured by Oprah, USA Today, and Black Enterprise, and has quite the following on social media. In particular, one of my favorite new Instagram thoughts and a messy truth teller, the one and only Miss MJ Harris. (laughs) (laughs) I'm happy to be on. Hey, MJ. So how was your New Year's Eve? What was going on? What did you, you know, what did you do on new year's eve what was the tea nothing we did absolutely nothing so i am one of the avid i'm one of these folks who literally follows the directives around covid to a t so it was no socializing it was nobody around in fact we were preparing to move the next morning so we were up packing the night before it was like completely uneventful we did go onto the balcony and um, like with some sage and Palo Santo and did our little manifestation. Yes. You better light candles. Okay. <laughs> well, you know, you know, I know about your Corona protocols, girl, because we yes. talk about it all the yes. time. We all this that's time. What that's what y'all bond over. Corona <laughs> <protocols>. <laughs> we are very similar. Very similar. Yes. 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 I mean, Miss Malachi is pretty careful, too, to be honest. You you mm-hmm. are a girl. You're not a girl out in these streets either, girl. You really are not. No, I haven't seen girls in months. Like, truly. I just, I don't even recognize people anymore. Me um, either. And I'm okay with that. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's like... It's that weird thing because, like, I have some girls who um have taken trips, are going to exotic places. I won't say where. Cough Brazil. And I just, you know, it's just not I, – I get it. And those girls seem to be fine. None of them ended up in the hospital <laughs> yet. But – you know, it's just not, it's just not for me. I just, I feel like, you know, it only takes one. And also I'm trying, I'm thinking about the greater good. Okay. I'm thinking about my mama, my mama's older friend, aunties, uncles, grandma. Like I'm thinking about people beyond myself. And I get like, well, I guess if you're in another country, you're not really killing. <laughs> close oh no, to you, you actually but... are hurting people. Cause a lot of those health yeah. systems aren't even remotely as developed as ours. And they yeah. are forced to take on tourism as a way just to have some level of stability within their economy. And so what we're doing is bringing viruses to them and they don't even, ha- I mean, our healthcare system isn't doing so well, but imagine a system that was already flailing, you know? Mm-hmm. So um, I do think it's selfish even to go there, bring it there. I mean, let's yeah, segue, let's segue, honey. Miss Tulum, Miss Puerto Vallarta, those girls. I'll still not oh get God, over that bit, that, that boat page. fucking going down. Yes. Oh, gays over COVID. Yes. Um, Miss Gays over COVID. That's a whole different because there's like because the Boston gays over COVID was like outing girls if, if they were HIV positive. So that's too much. Like y'all can't be doing all that's too oh, much. Oh, I didn't realize they were doing that. Um, yeah, why were yeah, the oh, Boston yeah, one? That's... The Boston one, not the mm-hmm. like, not the like main one. So it's like an offshoot. But but the um, the main one the main one got taken down for a minute just for outing girls. Back. Period. I think it's back. Period. But yeah, no, it's definitely back. But like the girls who were being outed and being in, as being in Puerto Vallarta and Tulum and Rio were mm. reporting them. But Instagram brought those girls back, gays over COVID. So mm-hmm. and they're That's still good. yeah. 
But, um, um, but yeah, no, no part of Bayarta for you. I mean, the pictures look, well, not the ones where the girls were sinking into the ocean, but the other pictures looked cute. Oh, yeah. um, I mean, I say this, you know, people have a right to do what they do. And if nothing else, COVID has kind of told me, shown me when dealing with family and friends that mm. people have very different risk thresholds as it relates mm-hmm. to personal safety. And yes, while yes. I will judge your poor risk threshold, I'm not one of these new age people. <laughs> like, I can't judge. No shaming. Fuck all that bullshit. Yeah. You know what I mean? No, some shit is <laughs> stupid as fuck. Well, girl, we actually go, all of us go way back. I mean, we've known each Ooh. other all. Now, don't say since... like way. Don't let the girls think we're like. No, Just girl. like back a little bit. Back no, little we, bit. we've yeah. known each other since <laughs> about 16, 17 yeah. years ago. Yes. Don't do that. Why you got to do actual numbers like that? I okay, mean, fine. I mean, we're all mid-30s girls. <sighs> Ooh, Let's tell the truth. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. I'm about to be we're... my late 30s, so I'm all right with Ooh. that. <laughs> if, not, if, not, if not aging, then what? You know, exactly. yeah. I mean, we exactly. all, but you know that black got us looking good on the Zoom, yes. bitch. Yes, yes. indeed, honey. Yes, your skin girl. is looking good, Miss MJ. Ooh, Thank I you, my it. dear. It's been going through <laughs> it with COVID, though. Because well, being stuck in the house because I didn't realize this, but the lack of vitamin D in terms of being out in the sun, Vit- you know, vitamin what D? Darling. You're not getting enough vitamin D. Oh. Not enough. It's no, affected no, my skin. <laughs> it's I've affected been my to, like, skin. Probably lack of dick too, huh? <laughs> i've been trying to like go on runs and but even then it's like even if you go on like an hour run that's probably still not like maybe i do need to start getting some supplements but it um, doesn't hurt back to you yeah um, you know well girls so yeah we haven't known each other about 16 17 years you know we all met probably like in the fall of 2004 yeah and you know Mm. miss malachi Mm. miss malachi and miss mj girl they were in the same little gay fraternity girl yes what what fraternity is that girl what fraternity was that Oh, Delta, Delta and Defy, DLP. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, I began yes. them all sometimes. That's why I was letting you go first. Because, um, you know, girl, she... You don't rem- <laughs> she's, you're not that girl anymore, Miss Malachi. And I, you're not that girl. And she was a classics major, so she should know how to pronounce the Greek alphabet. But what... Um, but actually, no, it was... Oh, that was something that always messed me up. They used to... is. Because in Greek, it's a phi, but they always pronounce it pi. And, like, pi is, like, a different Greek alphabet letter. So mm-hmm. that always messed me up, um, being extra. But, um... Yeah, we were in that DLP, is what the um, girls would call it. Um, it was the first one on um, a university's campus. Well, it was for, like, mm-hmm. Philly in general. And, like, they, they're they still around. Um, I actually have, you know, actually, um, Miss um, Michael and Estevan of our cousins, your gay cousins, they're um, DLP members as well. I think we touched on that when they, um, I don't know if we were on their show or on ours. We were, one of the we were on, they were, it was both, both ways. Both, both ways. Both ways, um, yeah. You know, I um that was a time I feel like I gave that organization a lot of energy. We this is that's for another show to talk about, you know, <laughs> yeah, regrets yeah. and that. But I think one of the things I'm still thankful for is that um some of my best friends today who I'm still friends with after sixteen something years, <laughs> um, I met through that organization and one of the people I met was Miss MJ Harris. Is um yeah. and maybe we would have, you know, some of the girls from um your university mingled with my university, so we might have met another way. But I think it allowed mm-hmm. us to really like get really close really fast. Yeah. It was so nice to have like um a an, a black queen who was really working and doing her thing to look up to, and I really appreciated um that time that we spent together. Yeah, it was wonderful. It was one of the happiest times um in my life because I didn't really know a lot of other. Um, gay people, period, when I first moved to um, Philly to go to college. And so that was a great way for me to start building a social circle. It was wonderful. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. And, you know, mm-hmm. and so I cr- think about this all the time. But, girl, you know, we were all some financially struggling girls in college. Absolutely. Some, some mm-hmm. of us more than others. Girl. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Well, you talking about me and you talking about MJ. Oh, I'm no, talking I about both broke. of y'all girls. <laughs> both of y'all girls. I, was yeah. a li- I had a little piece of allowance. Oh, girl, you were yeah, not going to lie. Girl, if you get an allowance, you're not financially struggling. Yeah. Like, I mean, I but, guess for like, it depends on how big your allowance was at the school we went <laughs> yeah. to. It was okay. It was a cute. I wasn't that broke. I was pretending to be broke back then. I, I wasn't that broke. But what I will say, I will say this, girl. I it mm-hmm. was funny because just thinking about some of the things Miss MJ and I used to do, girl. Because mm-hmm. we used to take long walks yeah. down to Center City from our respective campuses. You know, I was at Penn and Miss MJ was at Drexel. Center City, mm-hmm. Philly. We should say yeah. we were both Center going City, to Philly, in which is like yes, which is like you know downtown Philadelphia. And we would go to Benetton. We would go to Club Monaco, girl. We would, we would, come on, you know, I a Benetton. We would get, we would get clothes or whatever, you know, maybe wear them a night or two. And, and we then would return take those bitches, and then return take those shit. bitches right yeah. back. Yes, we did. Yes, we did, Hell girl. Yeah. Oh, see, y'all were smarter than me because I see, just was, she was just doing dumpster diving through thrift stores and stuff like that. So y'all, at least, see, that that's works how y'all too. were always looking cute. Y'all, but no. y'all looked cuter than I did. She <laughs> yeah, was on her yes. own journey back in those days. I got fucked up doing that one time at Diesel because I tried that shit and I brought it back and then the girl behind the camera I was like I'm sorry you can't return this like how she's like because you wore this so she started pointing out all the little signs so literally I had <gasps> oh, to I said you see that cum stain right there right <laughs> I had to hold a six hundred dollar balance on my cart which was a lot of money no. yes I did no and remember back in those George Bush days girl remember how we got the credit cards <laughs> like they would on, give George us eight thousand dollar and ten thousand yeah. dollar limits back then girl and we were way we were doing the most yes. back then we really were but girl I remember like swiping for each other at the dining hall Oh, yes, girl. Indeed. it was like that. The yes. gag is though, you were always an entrepreneurial girl. Because remember, you were starting businesses way back then in college. Remember See, twelve why. L girl? I never remember twelve think, I L. Never... Wait, what was it? What was it called? Twelve twelve L dot com girl. Remember oh, that one? The, the... dot com. Yo, it was my. It was a dating <laughs> site. I started a gay dating website. Mm. I forgot all about that. Yes, Come on with these throwbacks. See, I yes. was like, I never thought of you as that broke because I was like, this girl's always on her hustle. She's always starting this business and that business. No, I was and broke. Working, so. Any money um, I got, I put into starting businesses. Any money I got, mm. it, I did my, what was it, my work study money. I'd use that to start businesses. Mm. Anything I got. And, you know, my, I just didn't have a lot of resources outside of that. But I looked at starting businesses as my way out and my way up because, um, I never mm. thought of myself as much of a, as someone being who who had a lot of academic academic a, um, aptitude. I never thought of myself as someone who did really who would do really well in school because I never. Did. Which which you underestimated yourself on that though. I do think you kind of downplayed. You're a smart girl. Like mm-hmm. at the end of the day, you're smart. It is different kind of intelligence. But I think though you underestimated yourself in that particular mm. area. Yeah, I, I hear you. I definitely hear you. I think that for me it was. <laughs> I think I I could I understood my intelligence. I think what I didn't see was my ability to apply apply within like traditional pedagogy, traditional school kind mm-hmm. of stuff like that. Yeah, and yes. so I was like, and you know how it is in in those environments, you really are heavily evaluated based on your. You need ability to learn to a certain way. Can you use yeah. these exams? Can you do these yeah. exams? And I just knew that yeah. wasn't going to be my strength, and so I was like, mm-hmm. well, that's not my strength. I'm probably going to struggle in the work world compared to people who do do well within those structures so i may want to do something a little more entrepreneurial 
Mm. Well, girl, I was just faking it, girl. I just I was <laughs> able to get a high test score, get into a college, bitch. But once I got there, I wasn't doing shit. <laughs> I really wasn't. I'm yeah. telling you the truth. Yeah, but, yeah. Girl, what has that led to, though? Because you started off, we had the 12L. We yeah. had, you were doing one business after another in yeah. college. What has that led to now? Like, what businesses are you in now? What are you, you know, what makes, you know, Malcolm MJ Harris the mogul that she is these days? What, who, mm. you know, what um, are you doing? Well, right now, so my two worlds at this point in time are um, digital media um, and in, in financial services. So um, I own, um, gosh, at this point, maybe six or seven companies. And those on, companies all focus in those particular areas. So I own a company that's my products and licensing business, which is the business mm-hmm. that produces my physical products, which you'll see a lot more of them this upcoming year. Um, and then I have other businesses that focus in the insurance and sales marketing world. I, mm-hmm. I love the idea of network marketing multi-level marketing, insurance. Mm. I love things that allow ordinary people to achieve extraordinary outcomes. Mm. And for me, I just recognize that if you have the right level of ambition and you have access to a great platform that can help you to make money, you'll probably do very well. So that's what I focus on. I focus on creating really great platforms that anybody can come into if they're ambitious and um, can choose to make whatever money that they desire. And your grandmother was a catalyst for that too, Absolutely. right? Your grandmother and your dad's. Yeah, she was selling insurance back way back. Eight nineteen eighty one. Yeah, yeah, bro. yeah. My grandmother started that, and then my grandmother did tons of network marketing, all the Amways and the Marikays and the everything like okay. that. And so oh, I, I saw that, Kay. you know. Yeah, my my grandmother was a mm-hmm. woman who literally I never saw her work a full time job, and no shade to full time jobs, but that just wasn't her story. And mm. so I saw this this black woman in the South you know, support herself in a really meaningful way, never having financial troubles from largely being within direct sales. And so Mm. for me, I chose to create businesses that focus on direct sales. Mm -hmm. You know, it's so funny because back then I was always assuming you were going to become some media mogul. Uh, I used to say you were going to be our generation's Oprah. Mm -hmm. It turns out you're our generation's MJ, girl. (laughs) But... But tell us, girl, you know, a little Oprah and a little Wendy and a little um, other messy bitches. (laughs) Tell us what it was like, though, because you did meet Oprah and I think it was 2014. You were Mm -hmm. actually featured by her. Tell us what it was like meeting her, though. Tell us a little bit about that, because you had always talked about her in the affirmative. Oprah did not have. I don't think Oprah wears perfume. I don't. And and I I think I've heard her say that before. Um, but, um, when I hugged her, I remember she smelled like hair products in a good way. Like, cause oh. that's, you know, you smell like the product in her hair. Some but, good um, shea moisture. I got yeah, you. Yeah, something. But no, it was a really good experience. It was largely an unexpected experience. Um, it was wonderful, but I remember even standing on that stage with her and, you know, you're, I'm in an arena, it was probably about 15,000 people. And, you know, the people. Cause it's are, on her tour. This is on her tour that it's she on her did. Tour. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. And, and so I'm up there and I'm like, you know what? This feels amazing. But I just literally heard, um, call it God, call it the universe, whatever you want to call it. I heard that say to me, you know, this is just a glimpse of what's ahead for you in terms of your ability to ignite responses in people based on your words. And so I never mm. viewed it as even in that moment of 15 minute of things experience an Oprah experience thing, because I think that what Oprah was more than anything else was 
um, a catalyst for me to be for me to see a glimpse of what was ahead. And fortunately, that was exactly what happened standing today with 28 million individual unique viewers in the last 28 days. Mm-hmm. Yes, girl. Pitch through, girl. Pitch through, girl. Yes. <laughs> what what okay, platforms oh, are you having those? Be- yeah, talk about Yeah, I was just going to ask that. Yeah. So my biggest viewership comes from Facebook Watch. So Facebook has been mm-hmm. such a wonderful supporter. With Damn, we hate so- Zuck, girl. Damn, why Facebook? <laughs> I can't. Say that. But you know, if I he's paying you, that. girl, I support you, girl. But damn, I hate no. this suck. But no. girl, that's where the aunties are. That's the aunties. Yeah, that's, that's true. my demo. That's true. It's, that's true. And the aunties, when I tell you, bitch, girl, when I tell you, like multiple women in their fifties and sixties come to me because they know I know you, girl, and they be like, "Oh, girl, who's MJ dating? What's MJ up to, yeah. girl? What's MJ? Tell me the real tea, girl." My aunties. 50, 60 something, at least three or four of them, girl. Mm-hmm. And that's your, you know, you appeal to that, that is to, my to that age of women. Audience. You really do. Yeah, my core audience mm-hmm. is usually women over the age of 40. And Facebook has been wonderfully supportive in, um, in providing me with resources and, and great income. Um, to produce content um, that I get to still own, you know, which is why I yes. was so happy because people, Ooh. when I first moved to LA, people pushed me so hard about when you're going to get on TV, when you're going to try to get on TV. And I just gave, I don't want to say I gave up on that, but I very quickly saw that I didn't want to jump through 85 hoops to get mm. some development executive who doesn't get me to get me mm. or shapeshift who I am to make them get me mm. when I could make mm. even more money. Um, through digital media and own and own a hundred percent of my content and be exactly who I wanted to be. And for me personally, it's just worked out better to be digital rather than um, uh, produced by you know within the traditional platforms. Yeah, and I think the way you're doing it, talking you know talking about your direct sales history and especially your inspiration from your grand or your um so was it mother or grand your grandma grandma. Grandma. grandma okay I did have it right grandmother is that like you know so many of like influencers whether on tiktok or instagram or facebook they are it is a type of direct you're speaking directly to your audience and that's not the way traditional hollywood works there's so many gatekeepers and barriers that are going to be filtering and changing your message and influencing it mm-hmm. that is not the way that social media works and i think yeah. it, it's a good decision um but you t- but you talked about miss facebook being a large part but i know you on this ig too girl i know yeah, you I just yeah, yeah. Yes. ig is good so what i, what I use ig before, that's my platform to do more of my, I would say, more uncensored content. Uh-huh. Um, MJ After Dark. MJ, MJ After, After Dark, Dark, yes. Y'all ain't doing shit. Y'all yeah, ain't doing y'all shit. Ain't doing shit. <laughs> you just motherfucking talk to me. But I love Instagram because I feel like it, I feel like Instagram and Facebook are all facets of our own real personalities. Facebook is where hmm. we, is that nice public face that we show that's nice and palatable to everyone. Instagram mm-hmm. is where we give, you know, that other side of us. Neither is more real than the other. They just are different facets. Mm-hmm. But girl, I do see my mom and aunties and them. They be liking the bikini pics on Instagram. Oh, yeah. Yes, they do. Oh yeah. You know, they follow, they follow the little, like the, the professional content, the money content, yeah. the, the LinkedIn the content, sis, the yeah. sister girl <laughs> content on Facebook. And yeah. then they go on Instagram and, and they like the bikini they pics. Life. They get, they yes, love they do. Life. Yes, they do. Girl. We love that buzz. We love that ass you working that girl yeah i love it <laughs> I, you know my logic is this you know one of the things i accepted for myself when because there's always the question of what is your brand what is your brand and one of the things mm. that i accepted is that what my brand is my brand is not finance my brand is not inspiration my brand is escape 
I give people mm. a, an escape. And rather that is an escape to be able to aspire and dream for more, rather that escape is a is a world where you feel completely empowered and, and you can say and feel the things you want to say and not have to be the person who struggles with being a people-pleasing, a people-pleasing in your real life. I give you an escape. I give you a window out. And it's up to you what you take from that world that I create for you, that escape, what you take back into your real life. But at the end of the day, mm. I give you an escape. And I am a bold mm picture of someone who lives fully as their authentic self and so by looking into my life that allows you to escape out of some aspects of your life but the great thing is you can choose what parts of me you take back to your life with you mm. come on sis you better speak on it girl let's speak and on you it miss um, <laughs> malachi too like you were kind of wondering about yeah you know, no have- that's exactly it girl i was i was wondering because you're speaking about and I think you do that by sharing so much of yourself, especially on yeah. camera. But girl, get in. Let's let's get into it. Like, does that ever wear you down? Like, you know, I mean, I mean of course, we talk about like, you know, celebrity and but you are a sort of celebrity. You are yeah. someone who is on a lot. Does that ever wear you like how do you deal with constantly being on or constantly having to even if it, even if you're saying like, you know, you're you're still being your authentic self, it's still some sort of performance. You're still like, you know, entertaining people. You're giving them that mm-hmm. escape. Like, what's that? How do you deal with that? Do you have days where you don't feel like getting mm-hmm. on and checking in late night? Like, yeah, tell us about that though. Well, I will say this much. I love what I do. And you could <laughs> she never said, I love do... it, bitch. I don't care. <laughs> yeah. You could never yeah. do anything that requires you to be famous. I have more viewership in a given week than the Kardashian shows in some weeks. Mm. You understand, like in terms of the yes. level of viewership. And that's not to belittle anyone else's viewership or anything like that. But when you think of pure No, but come eyeballs, through black excellence. Yeah, like the number of eyeballs that hit <laughs> you know, and so when you have that much mass visibility what ends up happening, you could never sustain it doing that if you don't like it, if you don't enjoy your work. Mm. And so for me, fortunately, I do enjoy my work. And I that's think I important. enjoy it so much because I can do it on my own terms. But what mm. I will say, I think that's a valid question. There's obviously always a performative element when you are in front of a camera, when you're doing anything. Is that You have to entertain people. Does that get tiring? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, it's, it's exhausting when you have to do it every day. But the good, great thing is I've been so fortunate they have such a large body of content. I think over 7,000 videos right now that the mm. ability to repost things definitely is a great way to supplement. Um, but mm-hmm. also, um, I although a lot of people feel like I'm a ubiquitous part of their daily social media experience, that doesn't mean that I'm filming every day. It's, we mm. have systems and people who are constantly posting and reposting. So I may only be doing an MJ After Dark three times in a week, which at best is mm. an hour and 15 minutes each. But all the content that's being posted is what gives people the impression of me always being on. But outside of that, I live a pretty, most of my energy is actually poured into my business. So for me, mm. being on camera is my escape, you know, because I'm, I'm, I'm the CEO of a company with over 5,500 team members. That's what takes all of my energy. So it's fun being on camera because that's my escape to, to pour out those parts yeah. of myself that I can't do as a CEO. And I'm going to just give the girls a little bit of tea. Like, you really didn't get into content to monetize it at the Mm -mm. beginning. Like, you. It wasn't possible back then. Yeah. So you were really, you, you were sharing content kind of like number one to market your other businesses, but Mm -hmm. number two to kind of just share, you know, positive content with people Mm -hmm. in general. Right. And it just over time, you've been able to monetize it, but that was not your original intention, really. Yeah. That's true. I never thought that the amount 
I never thought you could make money from from this because when I started that that didn't exist. And then I just remember, you know, you you literally it happened like this. You wake up in the morning one day, you're checking your email and you see an email from one of the social media platforms saying, hey, could you fill out this document? We're going to start putting ad breaks on your videos. And you're like, OK. And I remember this happening when I first said yes to Facebook. I said, sure, let's do it. I filled out the little W-9, whatever kind of tax form that they give mm-hmm. you. And mm-hmm. I didn't know what that meant to get money from this. And then so it went for a full year. And I remember I was on a call with somebody and she says, you have so many viewers. Have you been monetized? I was like, I think I filled a form out a year ago. She said, and she says, you haven't been getting money? Turns out there was one other form I needed to fill out. So they had tons of money sitting in escrow for me for a year. I had no idea. And, and it has Girl. been mind boggling the mm. what advertising is that's why when when even people talk to me and they would try to put me down for oh you're just on social media i'm like Av- tide doesn't give a fuck if the ad is on tv or on right. social media an right. ad is an ad and view and i get a percentage a on every single viewer. ad yeah mm. and with all these cord cutters like you know i i feel like digital media is the the primary form of media for a lot mm-hmm. of people. It really oh, is. Oh yeah, like, I don't I don't I barely cut on my TV. And we watch Netflix yeah. movies. That's pretty much it. We don't really watch cable. Yeah, and you say we, girl. So, you have your nephew mm-hmm. living yeah. with you now in California, mm-hmm. you know, and what is it like helping to raise your nephew and being responsible for like, you know, the ne- helping him with the next phase of his yeah. life cuz this is a teenager living in your house mm-hmm. right now. Yeah. That is a, going from a single girl, you know, living <laughs> about town about living herself. Living the life. Mm-hmm. And then now you're raising, you're helping to raise this young man. Yeah. Like that's a lot of responsibility. What is that like right now? What is that? Like? I love parenting. You know this from when we were young. I always said I wanted to be a parent and, and I plan to have more children, but yes. I love parenting. I love it. I love it. I love it. I, there are a few things that I can think of in my life that have brought me more joy um, than this experience. It is for me personally, it's such a great experience every, cause I get up before him. So I'm in the kitchen working. I, I don't, I work right here at the kitchen counter. Um, mm. and I'm sitting here at the counter. He comes downstairs and he says, good morning, Unc. And, you know, he just is, you know, just having that person in your life that you can pour, um, into, you know, um, it changes the way you make decisions a hundred percent. You know, you may, that guy who says, Oh, let's, I want to come by and chill with you. And did I, even if I, even, mm-hmm. you know me, you can come to my house unless you self quarantine for seven days and did the test. <laughs> right, but, right, um, right. Like legit. But even that, it's like, no, even if you're willing to go through every step, it's not a question of if you're COVID safe. The question is, is your character safe? Do I want you around, around this baby. that I'm mm-hmm. raising? Exactly. And so, it influences um, so much. It's also influenced my my work. I think that in the coming years, people are going to, um, I don't want to say see a lot less of me, but I, my work will be, because of the way I'm marketing, you probably won't see less of me, but I personally will be working significantly less just because I think raising a child has made me become just more conscious of the other parts of my life that are that have not been cultivated. Um, that hmm. I can't Likewise. really cultivate while I'm working so much. Me, um, I was talking to Marco the other day and I was saying, cause he's on camera a lot. And I was saying, yes, you know, yes. y'all girls very, can go up to his IG and see. Him. Yes. Y'all will love him. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> yes, I yes. said, I told him, I said, be very conscious of developing you while you're developing your brand on camera. I said, because at this stage of my life being very transparent, I am very aware of who MJ is, but like, this is what I wear. Y'all can't see me, obviously, but I'm wearing a blue, like a blue kind of, um, um, hoodie. A hoodie. And you, got, you have a hoodie on. Yeah. yeah. 
And I was saying, I dress very calm at home. I said, because I don't even know what kind of clothes I like. I don't know what hobbies I like. I have been really? literally, yeah, I don't, I, my, my world is MJ. My, everyone on staff is about making MJ more famous. MJ helping, making sure we have revenue to pay the staff and everything like that. So we're I talking about Malcolm versus exactly. MJ. Like who is Malcolm? What yeah. is she? Who is Exactly. She? Is she so that's gotcha. made me think about that. Like, well, who am I and what do I like to do? What hobbies can I develop? And it's very hard to do that with the level of energy that I've poured into my career for the last 12 mm. years. Mm. Yeah, How have you been yeah. thinking about trying to explore that? Like you about to, you know, try, try a little golfing. You know, <laughs> little... <laughs> well, I'm going to travel a lot more once I get the vaccine. I'm going to okay. travel a lot more. What you going to say? Um, I come with I don't you. know. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm going to travel more. I'm going to cut back. I want to go to Asia. Asia. We've been talking about Miss Asia. Um, and you know, Asia, let's South be Africa. transparent. We were all supposed to go to Port. I mean, pre-corona. Yeah, we were. Over Memorial Day weekend, all of us and, and some others were supposed to go to yeah. Puerto Vallarta. We missed that chance. But yeah, go ahead. Yeah, girl. and we're Tell not us. going now. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. It, well, I'm looking forward to going when all this clears up. So doing that, um, I'm in the, probably within the next year, we're going to we're looking to probably bring on a a COO or a CEO of the company mm. so I can focus more on being a chairman rather than running operations, which will mm. free up my time considerably to explore and figure out things I want to do. I will say, girl, I, I um I don't know if you you know she started traveling a lot more these last couple of years, and I will say. It's strangely enough, when you are in places where you either don't know the language, you don't know the people, you're un- unfamiliar places, you really have to grow in a different way. And l- like, you either realize that like, oh, I'm someone who can then push myself to go meet people, or I'm someone who's going to withdraw. I think you learn different sides of yourself when you're in unfamiliar spaces and places. Yeah, it stretches you. Um, Mm-hmm. Yeah, you did take a cute trip to Japan uh, in yeah. like 2019, right before Corona. I did. Yeah, I, that was yeah, that was your first time in Asia too, wasn't it? Girl? It was. We went there for my mom's. We went for her 65th birthday, and um, that was really really fun. I enjoyed traveling um, with her. But I will tell you, even then, I can't say that I fully enjoyed or immersed was immersed in the trip because I had a list of shots to get for the content. For the vlogs that needed to be edited from that experience mm. when I got back. I mean, oh. my life has been consumed with filming. Twenty. All what would it be time. like to do a trip where you're not filming anything? I like, can't wait to tell you like, about it. Yeah, I can't wait to hear <laughs> <Yeah>. about it. <laughs> so, girl. So, now kind of thinking more about the future post-corona uh-huh. yeah. and traveling. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. And we're going to get into a new segment <laughs> yes. called... The best dick you've ever had, oh, girl. Oh, Jesus. M- MJ after dark type of tea. Ooh, yeah, you know tell, tell, tell your little boy to uh-huh. cut off at this part. <laughs> <laughs> he's not near us. He's not near you. Oh, no, girl, he's upstairs. He? He's upstairs watching TV. Oh, okay, okay. So, <laughs> girl, so I know this is hard because we both then had a lot of... Ooh, lots of dick, baby. <laughs> lots of dick. And Miss Malika. And Miss Malika. Oh, oh, I, I know, I, maybe I, I, ain't none of us heard for no dick. Bitch, shut the fuck up. You know you had a lot I of dick. Saved, I have saved the sanctified. Honey, that's, that's <laughs> not what they say in these streets, honey. I done read about you. <laughs> you remember in a Philly girl, you in the gut of Philly Best girl. I'm not that girl on this anymore. side of the Mississippi. <laughs> Miss Malachi, no like we, 
I'm a proper LA girl now. <laughs> and Miss Ma- Miss Malachi, we were just talking about this on previous episodes. She used to pull that white tray back in the day. <laughs> she was sleeping. She- and girl, you're so funny, girl, because girl, Miss MJ, I remember when you were living with this with this white tray way back in the oh day. My I think he might have with a med student or whatever. And I think he was supposed to be straight, but girl, I just thought I just thought he was I thought he was gay the whole time. But anyway, that's way back. That's way back. So what's the best D you ever had? What's the best D you ever had? Best D I ever had was this dude in DC. Um, and he mm. was amazing. He he know who he is. Um, he was an engineer. And mm. it was so bomb. So all the LA dick I didn't have. Sorry, y'all. Y'all do not fucking qualify. Girl, this LA dick don't years do ago. nothing, girl. It'd be okay. But these little pretty, pretty niggas can't fuck for shit. Just know that. Because mm. cause people, that's the problem with pretty niggas. Y'all, people lie to them and make them think that they dick is good. And you lazy. know what I mean? They lazy about yeah. it, you know. But this dude, yeah. he wasn't a pretty boy. I mean, scale from one to ten on a pretty scale. He was a solid six and a half. But Ooh, his, but damn. his, but his personality, his dick, everything about him made it better. And we had amazing pillow talk. He gave me a lot of the advice that I applied to my business that's made my business oh. what it is today. He was a really smart guy, Whoa. and that dick was bomb as fuck. No, let's get into the dick though. Like how big? Like was it just like was it, it wasn't just the huge? Way he it was like a husband size. Mm. It was oh, probably see, like yeah, a six and a half, mm-hmm. seven li- length. Let's okay. say six and a half, seven. Thickness mm-hmm. was uh, just above average. It was nice and big enough and thick enough where you don't even have to. You know, you got You got to like breathe hard to take to get. Like you feel satisfied. Like you feel full, mm-hmm. but not stretched. Like you don't feel like you right. Eat too much it. Right. But the thing was this: he was he had a curve to it, and so he would always oh, hit your G yes. spot. And he was yeah. a nerd as fuck, so he's, he studied, he literally told me, he's like, he studied the male prostate to figure out the best sexual positions for fucking. Because one time I was like, nigga, how do you always fuck me so good? And he's like, well, I'm kind of a nerd, so I studied that. I was he like, said I oh. did a whole project on it about the and best he, I'm glad he did, because that dick was Ooh. bomb as fuck. Not Bitch, girl. remember how I used to ask you for referrals, girl? I used to be like, girl, send me that referral for that bitch. one good dick you had a couple of And I don't mind. Bitch. Let me tell you this. I'm, I'm a bitch who don't give a fuck. My logic is, <laughs> I never understood a territorial bitch about some dick that you're not with <laughs> yeah. no more. Like, it'd be different <laughs> if you was married to the man. But, like, if it was just some dick you community ran around dick. with. Give yeah, it to like the, the community. shit the fuck. I mean, let's be mm. real. I'm sure if we really got down to it, we could all privately name about five people that each of us are probably all fucked. Let's be mm. real. I think, okay? I think, I think you and I over, over Overlap by maybe one or two, girl. I think we only over we only because I would ask you for the referral. I wouldn't follow through with it. Okay, but, well, if you did, you'd have been encouraged to. I would have told you, bitch, make sure you suck his balls. He like that. <laughs> but I think we had, I might we might have had like one or two overlap. Yeah, yeah. One or two. Uh-huh. Yeah, girl. <laughs> now, girl, I want to know though if like continuing. All right, so if there was any dick you could have, like in history, right. famous dick, celebrity dick. Whose D would it be? Hmm, whose D would it be? I used to say Odell Beckham, but according to some gossip story I heard a while ago, he may be into some shit that I'm not into. Um, Ooh, but oh, I saw that. You saw yes, that. I'm I not did. repeating it. Y'all, y'all can, yeah. but um, yeah, but, allegedly, we got allegedly, that's what I said. Allegedly, allegedly. allegedly. Yes. So at this point in my life, who would it be? Who would it be? If I had to get some dick from anybody out there, shit, who the fuck would it? Chow. <gasps> The, what's that guy named? The Jenna? The, you know what I'm talking about? The singer? Light skin Oh, Jadena. Oh, Jadena. Girl, oh no. Then we could make that happen. I know people who know. Like, I'm literally one 
maybe two people away from Jordana. Like, well, I you got, let him, let I him know some I got good coochie and I'm quiet about it. I will deny that anything ever happened. <laughs> okay. I, See, I got an NDA just like he got an NDA, NDA. We can sign this bitch and get mm, to it. You know, just trade yes, it. Same girl. time across the table. Right. Um, those, <laughs> well, now I know, are, I know Fish, he was trying to mess with, but he oh, wanted, he I wanted maybe, poly, he wanted polyamory. So he was like, oh, but you know, oh. polyamory just one step away from homosexuality. <laughs> <laughs> so was the polyamory with other men or with other well no women? I didn't I didn't hear it was just it seemed like with other women at the time okay. but I don't I don't allegedly allegedly I've all I'll say is I've always heard I've never heard anything about him liking men um but what I will say is if he ever decides to experiment honey he can experiment with me yes yes mm. he can yes That's we can Obama shit <laughs> Obama <laughs> shit yes we you can deserve that. Have yes, you had girl. any celebrity LA like someone? Okay, was it so you? Because I'm sure NDA, mm-hmm. but was it? <laughs> were you surprised? Were you pleasantly surprised, or were you like, hmm, not what I thought? So my thing for a while was athletes. I will say that. And oh yeah, um, come on NFL. And I see you, so girl. within that, I will say this: I was surprised by how unsatisfying the experience was emotionally. Oh, for me. It, oh, oh emotionally. emotionally. Oh, you know, those yeah, girls are empty. Those girls closeted, are closeted. Closeted men. I don't care if mm. you are a janitor or if you are a star, um, a star athlete. At the end of the day, closet is closet, and mm-hmm. you will never have a full emotionally immersive respect uh, uh, relationship with the person who can't embrace who they are. Mm, and so it yeah. was probably one of the most Those girls are missing a part of themselves. Absolutely. Yeah, those girls Absolutely. Are, yeah. Yeah. And I feel bad for them, which is why I, I would never out mm. anybody just in, in general, but I definitely feel bad for them because a lot of these men are living in torture and you'd be surprised the other issues that come along with it, drinking mm. too much drugs, all kinds of stuff because they're numbing in so many mm-hmm. ways just to deal with that reality. So a lot of times when you're dealing with these very famous closeted men, not certainly not all, but some of them, you not only get into uh, the issues of dating a closeted man, but sometimes you get into the issue of dating an addict because a lot, in a, a lot of cases Ooh. they have other other ancillary issues that can mm-hmm. go with it. Have you ever had this experience too? Miss Malachi and I talk about this all the mm-hmm. time. Like where you, I know you have because we talked about it, but, <laughs> but I just want the girls to know. So like when we're like, when you're laid up po- post coital, you know, tea with the man and he's uh-huh. always, he's starting to reveal some tea. Like, Oh my wife. Oh mm. my, my fiance. Oh my kids. And you're like, nigga, what? Like you didn't, you didn't, we didn't just like, worth mentioning shit. That wasn't in the profile. That wasn't in the profile. No, you just dick me down. Like I'm sitting up here. The dick was good, and you telling me you was you were this. You're married. You're that, and I'm like, oh my gosh. Like, what have I? You know, these niggas don't give a fuck. They they do not give a fuck. I know a girl who told me she um she took a man um Mm -hmm. and went and then went back. She was at the pool, met a man, took him up, brought him back, went back to the pool, and then saw the man go back to his wife and kids playing by the pool. Oh no. I oh, and let me no. tell you this. I, I need y'all to put some space there. Like you ain't gotta get <laughs> yes. back. Like I still but got a lot of these women are a lot of these women are aware of that. They are aware that their man is cheating Do on you, them with some yeah. I'm we, absolutely yeah, certain of that. I will so? tell you yes, I'm mm. certain of this. I've seen I've seen multiple times recently women who have married, literally recently mm-hmm. married, posting it posting we just got married pictures to niggas who clearly also like men. And I believe in my sexuality. I'm not gonna say I don't believe in it, but my right, point is right. this is that 
you choose to get with a man who is not open and honest with you sometimes about his current attractions mm. and then you expect him to stay faithful it's like bitch you know that this nigga has like men or whatever and he won't admit it and you think that okay if he don't admit it or he don't talk about it then it's gone away bitch he's still like boy pussy let's just call a motherfucking thing a thing Come on, and so and then so they they a lot of them walk into this and beyond that rather you fucking a dude or fucking a woman the reality is cheating is cheating and you willing to, to overlook because what's the difference between that same man who you said went up went to the hotel with your friend? What about the same kind of men who would do that with the with the woman? A cheetah is a cheetah. Fuck who he cheating with. He's still a cheater right. and bitches be staying mm. with these men who cheating because they don't believe they can find somebody else because culturally mm. they're told that divorce is bad, all this other shit. So I don't give a fuck if the, if the dude's fucking a woman or a man. The reality is why the fuck are you ignoring information and signs that you can clearly motherfucking see because it's really a surprise when a nigga's cheating. You know what mm. I mean? That That's allowing you to stay there. Ooh, girl, that is some, yeah, that's some, that's a word right there. That's the word. I mean, well, like, let's get into it, girl. So we in twenty twenty one. Like, mm-hmm. let's help the girls out. Let's help our fish <laughs> out. Let's help the queens out. So, in the words of Miss T S. Madison, what do you think the girls need to do to step their pussy up in twenty twenty one? Other than leave their unfaithful niggas alone, like boost their self esteem. I think that we often we often attract um, we attract what, a direct reflection of what we believe we are. And so, with that said, if I don't, if my sense of self worth is down here, then I'm going to attract a man who either has a similar sense of self-worth or a man who is predatory. So he's attracted to my low sense of value because that gives him Mm. the ability to manipulate and control situations. People who generally have um, issues, toxic people, narcissistic people, so on, they tend to be attracted to dynamics with people who have a sense of low self-worth because those are the only people that they can manipulate. And Mm. so the greatest cure to all these ills is for you to increase your sense of self-worth because when you have a higher sense of self-worth, will you be a human repellent for ancient men? No. But when when those men do come around, you'll be more able to have better discernment to be able to identify those men and you'll be able to set better boundaries and say, no, this doesn't work for me. But I'm going to push you, girl, because a lot of mm-hmm. girls will be like, oh, yeah, just like feel better, work on your self-esteem, work on your self-worth. But what is that? Like, go read some books, go to the ocean and write a journal, mm-hmm. like go, you know, go do therapy. a fitness class. For therapy. You know, therapy. Therapy mm-hmm. is a great starting point. I don't think there's really any substitute for that. I think that oftentimes our our issues with our self-worth, our, our shadows, as we like to call it, are often connected to unresolved stuff, sometimes unresolved trauma and things of that mm-hmm. nature. So I think that therapy is a great starting point. Um, for you, I think that all the books and for the broke girls, I'm gonna say maybe a journal. <laughs> well, I do, I do think that being aware of your feelings can be very helpful. You know, be, that self actualized just identifying what you feel when you feel it can be very helpful. But you'd be surprised there are this group therapy situations out here that are significantly mm. cheaper so group um based environments that's i do point. think working on your body can be helpful but i think that oftentimes that's overemphasized like girl work on you so you can still look good and be an empty broken vessel so mm. i think that that's not necessarily something that i recommend as a starting mm. point if you choose to work on your body because you want to look the way you feel inside then fine and you'll feel better because of that and yeah but yeah that I get doesn't that. really just help to like, all the time try and just get that peloton like because i know girls who will get that peloton and y'all girls tell me it's not that expensive i don't believe y'all hoes did you get a peloton mj <laughs> no i have a regular workout bike i don't have like okay. all that stuff the bike is a bike the girls be like oh just get a peloton i'm like y'all girls got student loans i don't know how y'all affording these pelotons but okay credit tell me it's not that expensive they can finance it 
it's twenty. Um, it's twenty five hundred dollars. Yeah. Oh, I mean, the number out. Okay. Oh, it it is. It's twenty five hundred dollars. Yeah. I, I yeah. mean. Those girls should have put that toward their loans. We got a recession coming. But I, you know, but yes, to your point, yeah, like, you you know, you work on, but then it's still like your mental, you got to, the things you need to do to exercise that brain and get that brain right is different. Right, right. now, because I'm a girl who's been working on her finances and getting ready, you know, in case we got to leave the country before the next civil war, I do want to know some financial tips you can lead the girls with, um, aka me and others. <laughs> <laughs> if there's anything like, oh, y'all girls need to start a Roth RIA or a. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What's one thing you leave our listeners with? Me. Get me. How can the girls get their money up, basically? How okay. can the girls get their money up, Miss What can they so do? What the can way, they do? What I would recommend is this. I always so for me, one thing you're not gonna get, I feel like there's many other advisors out there who wanna to talk to you about IRAs and all these other things out there. And I think that there are enough voices who are sharing that with you. But here's the thing, IRAs and all those things don't matter if you don't have anything to put in it. And so mm. to me, I'm more focused on making money and I let the other girls teach you how to invest it. And because they that's what they do really well and that's what they're passionate mm. about um mm. and they can t- tell you probably better than i can so for me i'm a really big proponent of two things first of all multiple streams of income we're all multifaceted and i think that you do yourself a disservice anytime that you choose to only make money in one place i don't care if you can't make but a hundred dollars a week extra doing something else that's still fifty two hundred dollars extra a year and invested mm. that could that tell could them. multiply into different things you know i started my insurance business for under a thousand dollars just to give you a sense of scale for what you know what that can mean you know when you're just putting aside now, a couple now you of got 5500 people 5500 5, 5, 5, yeah uh-huh Yes, working under you. And, look at that. Um, look at God. You look, look at, at God. God. And so, um, <laughs> Won't she do it? Ooh, Won't girl, she do we're it? church girls. And you know, Miss, Miss, Miss MJ and I are church girls from way back. Yes, we indeed. We stories about that. <laughs> yes. Juanita Bynum and oh Joyce Meyer. Yes. And yes, Paula White. Ooh, we no, no. We ain't claim her no more. We're not. Yeah, she's done. She's done. But Juanita, we got canceled. She got canceled. She got canceled with DJT, with Donald J. Trump. She got canceled. We were Juanita Bynum girls. We were, you know, Joyce Meyer, you were Joyce Meyer girl. I love Joyce Meyer. Yeah, day. yeah. Yes, but that's off top. But yeah, but no. yeah, keep going. I'm sorry. No, you're good. You're good. I would say um, <laughs> getting multiple streams of income is extremely um, important. And when people say, well, "What can I do?" I don't know what I'm passionate about. That leads to my second piece of advice: get rid of this fucking new age passion thought Ooh. that I got to do shit. I can only Ooh. do shit that I'm passionate about. Fuck passion. Focus on profit. Passion is a privilege that's afforded to a bitch that's made profit. Okay? The reality mm. is that you got to do what you got to do to get this money sometimes. Of course, legally and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> yes, but you know, yes, but yes. like the reality is Cardi that... Cardi B tip. Go get that fucking yeah, money. Get Stop your motherfucking about. money because like for me, do you think I was really fucking passionate about life insurance? No, I was passionate about <laughs> making money and helping people and life insurance was a way that I could make money and I could help people. I grew more and more passionate about it over time and then I use them when I made from life insurance to invest in what I am passionate about which is giving advice but giving advice is as as, as Ms. Devereaux said, did not make me any money early on. I wasn't monetizing right. that. So I had to do the right. thing at the focus on profit first. And then through the um, surplus from the profit, I invested in what I was passionate about in a way mm. that allowed me to then turn that passion into something that was mm. profitable. So I'd say start with the profit first. And, and, and that doesn't mean you got to do it forever. It's like what I'm teaching my nephew. My nephew is coming into the insurance industry. And I, and, and he said to me, well, what if I, don't want to do this forever. I said, well, 
that's up to you. I said, but at the very least, this will give you a strong financial foundation. So if you decide that you want to start a fashion line, if you decide you want to do whatever down the road, Mm -hmm. at least you have the capital to do that. So right now, just focus on capital building for yourself. And then from there, you Mm -hmm. leverage your capital to do things you're more passionate about. Oh, I love that girl. That's really something for the girls for the new year. Fuck passion. Get your motherfucking money. I Mm -hmm. love that. Mm. Or, or 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 just know that passion doesn't have to. You don't have to lead with passion. Passion can come fair, in later. Fair. I mean, like you you're know? not saying don't do don't do something that you're gonna hate. Like right. work at you know nothing wrong with working at McDonald's, girls. Yeah. You know, make them. But like you know, think about you know you can't always follow, like you say you can't always just lead with passion. Sometimes you just gotta do what um especially when like you know I know some girls who are broke right now and need some money. Right. So. And I, that's another thing I want to say. I want to say, but it's not that not to cut you off. But another piece of advice I want to share is. Focus. You cannot mm. be doing everything. I know some people say, I am, I'm a jack of all trades. I do so many different things. What do I focus on? On the shit that can make you the most money right the fuck now. Okay? <laughs> fuck everything else. <laughs> Bitch, don't nobody give a fuck about everything else you can do if ain't nothing for making you know the goddamn money. You know, mm. I decide, you think about Oprah. Okay, let's, let's think about Oprah. We mentioned her earlier Get um, into in the it. show. And Oprah did day after day recording the show. Day after day recording the show. For years before magazines, for mm. years, decades before TV stations and things of that nature. And the thing is, I mean, imagine the monotony of getting up every morning at 4, 5 a.m., getting the makeup, doing two, three shows a day, rinse and repeat. Imagine that. And you y'all know, girl, she, she did always it. had Beyonce on. Sometimes she has some, she has some KKK on. She Listen. has some <laughs> random people. Yes. Yes. It wasn't always Beyonce. Yes. Yeah, yes. but she did that. You know, and, I mean, shit, let's talk about Beyonce. Imagine the monotony of these massive world tours every night going on stage while your feet hurt from the night before it's glamorous to us looking in but what people don't understand uh, who, for folks who are on these large platforms reaching a lot of people is a lot of our work is extremely monotonous and mm. but we do it because it is what enables us to open doors to do the things that we enjoy more yeah girl i think about singing that same set list every night yes every word, night <laughs> every night yeah on a tour, i mean girl. Girl, we can barely do this show every week. Like you giving up, <laughs> girl. And you, like, ooh, girl. Like we be, you know, we like, you know, it's a long time. You know, we're late. Well, I, you know, I'm a lazy hoe. Like, <laughs> like we already be we like, girl, maybe we, we should do this it. every. <laughs> we like, girl, maybe we should do it every other week. Maybe we should do it once a month, girl. <laughs> It's a lot. Miss M- it's a lot. Miss MJ's out here putting out content. Right. Girl, Every what? day. We're like, five no, times no, no, no. we're going to do the show this week. Oh, I don't know, girl. How you but feeling? But I have my days. <laughs> I definitely have my days where I don't feel like it. You know, you don't feel like doing it. You don't feel like makeup. You don't feel like the filming and stuff like that. And those are the days that I don't do it. I just, I use, I use old mm. repackaged content. Y'all probably mm. gonna do that as you have more and more content. You'll repackage mm. shows, the best of, blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? Yes, so you'll do yes, it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We did that a couple weeks ago, but, um, I will, I will say, <laughs> <laughs> like it's early. We ain't even been a year mark. Be like, yeah, girl, let's reuse some shit. Get the reruns. Um, <laughs> but I will say, I will say, Malcolm, one of the things, like, one of the things I remember early Philly days, that stick with me is like, if you don't use your talent, then you're losing it. Someone else will take it. And that's something you said to me. And I, that mm-hmm. sticks with me. Like, that's what encouraged me to do, even start mm-hmm. the show. I was like, mm-hmm. I feel like there's something here with me and Devereaux. We could do something. And I was like, why not do it? If it doesn't work out, okay, we'll move on. We'll try something else. But honestly, mm-hmm. y'all girls need to remember, like, use that talent. Use those skills that sometimes mm-hmm. you may even take for granted. You're like, uh, is this really something? And you never know what can come from it. You don't know it, what it can. I, when I think about the fact that 
my ability to make people laugh and make them think that that talent, that skill that got me in trouble in school constantly, that talent that would often get me in trouble with my family because while they were being serious, I was cracking jokes, um, has turned into a a very large enterprise um, that has birthed other enterprises don't don't look down on on what on these things that people think of as small gifts. Don't look down on these on these gifts just because your gift may not be similar to what your peers' gifts and strengths mm-hmm. are. You know, I don't know anybody who does what I do, and I didn't for years. So mm-hmm. I often felt like the outlier. I felt like there was something wrong with me, and I was constantly searching for ways to be like everybody else. But ultimately, the key to my success was just embracing the things that made me unique, and that's what's opened these doors for me. Mm. Ooh. Yes. Well, that's a perfect place to um and so we still got a little bit more of the show, but we're gonna end that there, girl. You did that. Um we're gonna start wrapping her up. We appreciate <laughs> you coming on, sis. Um but before we truly, truly end it. So um I don't know if you listen to the show originally, but we do this thing called Two Snaps and Miss Devro could tell you about it. But um, you know, my segment is um it's a it's a messier se- it's a darker segment. <laughs> yeah. So we're gonna leave yeah, her off because yeah. you just She's giving always us- bringing us down. Miss <laughs> Malachi always bringing us down. I'm the, but, you know, I'm the optimistic girl. Yeah, know? yeah. So and because so, you giving up, you giving us a truly optimistic show with some good things for the girls to think about and truly get their lives ready for 2021. Let's do two snaps. Yeah. So two snaps is a segment where you give two snaps to a girl or somebody out in the world who's doing great work you know somebody who's out here it could be somebody you know somebody famous it could be whoever Mm -hmm. but somebody you can think of somebody in the public sphere even who is out here doing the damn thing so who are you going to give two snaps to this week um, i am giving two snaps to stacy um abrams she our country our world Mm. for that matter um Mm. needs to be very grateful to her for what she's done a black woman absolutely Absolutely. Yes, girl. And you know, it's so funny because I'm going to give two snaps to Miss Kamala Harris yeah. uh, for two reasons. I, yeah, we actually have, we've, we've actually featured Miss Stacey Abrams in two snaps a few times. So yes, yeah, she, mm-hmm. but she continually deserves her desserts. Yes. Um, Miss Kamala Harris, well, she's on the cover of Vogue for February, our Madam VP. Mm-hmm. Um, but also because for something she did in October 2019 where she said, you know, that Twitter needs to remove DJT, Donald J. Trump's, mm-hmm. uh, Twitter account. She was calling that way back in 2019 girl and look at god you know she has i mean miss kamala harris really put that out there in the sphere and now you know djt we don't have to deal with that threat of terrorism not just literal terrorism but just like that was like mental and emotional terrorism mm-hmm. we had in our lives all these years in his twitter account so two every time you kamala go on social harris, media like oh is this the day he's yes. gonna start a war or is this the day he's gonna bomb something exactly is this the day he's exactly gonna- and she called it way back then. So I really appreciate her for that. So two snaps from Ms. Kamala Harris. And Miss mm. Malachi, do you have two snaps? Oh, y'all took it. Y'all snaps? did it. I don't have nothing to add. Um, oh, yeah, okay. Miss Kamala okay. Harris in Georgia. Like, truly. Um, and it still might mean our democracy, you know, my moment. It still might mean, you know, our democracy's hanging on, but we yeah, got just a chance. On. We got just a chance. Just hanging on, girl. Yeah. <clears throat> and with that, that's our show. Follow us on Twitter and not Facebook girl. <laughs> We're there. We're you better build up your We're Facebook. I saw, I'm going to tell you, girl. post your stuff on Facebook because they will monetize you. Yes, you're right, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're In right. In Instagram, oh, we're on yeah. IG at two. Right, we're gonna work queens. on that. We're gonna work. Okay, but, okay, <laughs> but I really, I mean, but we 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 do miss IG, and she's owned mm-hmm. by Facebook, so we still got a little bit of Mark yeah, Zuckerberg in us. Yeah. Um. So don't forget to share our stories, girls. Um. You know, share the show. Um. It, 
really, really appreciate it. Um, where can people find you and um, all your wisdom and advice, Ms. MJ, giving them the socials? We, I will say you can find me on pretty much any social media platform, um, which is MJ you Harris TikTok? Speaks. I am. I just posted a TikTok before I came on. Um, oh, MJ Harris okay. Speaks. I, I do have a Twitter. I'm not as active on Twitter, um, I'm, you know, I just don't. I probably have like two thousand followers on there, which is dip, mm. which is a small number compared to my other platforms. Um, but if you'd like to follow me, she's talking about two thousand. We got a hundred, Devro. You see how this bitch do? No, I didn't know that. <laughs> I wasn't saying it like that, but yeah. I was saying like compared to millions somewhere else. You no, know, like we got I you, just, sis. I'm yes. fucking with you. Miss <laughs> MJ is a one million follower girl on Facebook. It's almost one two million. million now. Oh, it's almost two. Yeah. Oh, okay. okay, you go, girl. We <laughs> way back when. <laughs> and and. <laughs> hundreds of th- and hundreds of thousands on Instagram. Yeah, hundreds yeah. of thousands on Instagram too. Yes. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Thank y'all. Well, I hope y'all stay safe, healthy, and saved out there. Thank you. Thank you again, um, Ms. MJ, for coming on the show. Truly, truly, um, this was wonderful. My pleasure. Um, with that, we will see you next week, Miss Devereaux. You got a final word for the girls. Yes, girl. So I just, you know, Miss MJ said this. This was a word in one of her videos recently. She said, "If you're busy and still broke, it may be time to reevaluate your time priorities, girl." Where Where's your time going, girl, if you still broke? So, you know, come back to the some come back to some people and things when you've made a little coin and you're not broke anymore, okay? All right, girls. Bye. Bye.